Have you ever had a goal that just seemed impossible? If so, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Consistent Runner Girls Notable Peeps, the series that gives attention to remarkable people who are putting on their shoes, doing their best, and believing in the impossible. All my dreams are coming. All my dreams are humming. All my dreams are coming true. You're listening to the Notable Peeps Podcast. Hey guys, my name's Steph and I'm so excited to share today's episode. So I love love and hearing people's love stories and how every story is unique. And today I am sharing Natalie and Nate Sato's story. They met 10 years ago and instantly friend-zoned each other. She was too high maintenance, he was too short, but they just became the best of friends. And the thing that I love most about their story is that it took work. And a lot of times, so to be honest, guys, I know with podcasts that you start listening and then you either like get to work or you're, you finish a task or whatever and you don't listen to the end. And if you are single, listen to the last part of this podcast because it's talking about the expectations that we have. And sometimes we have this picture of what we want and we might be dating someone and we might be attracted to them and they might have all these great qualities but we're like oh they aren't what I pictured and because of that we are hesitant to move forward and this was Natalie's struggle for about eight years because Nate's shorter than her and and that's not what she pictured she pictured a guy that would be taller Natalie at the end talks about how if she would have just gone, she said he had 90% of what she wanted. And if she would have just, she was always so hung up on the 10%. And if she would have listened to that 10%, what she would be missing out on right now. And so I love this couple. They made me laugh so hard. I had to cut out a lot of my laughter because I was laughing through the whole thing. But here is Natalie and Nate sharing their love story. Okay, so how did you guys meet? I love people's love stories, so, so let's hear how you met. I'll let you start that one. Okay. <laughs> so we were in college. We went to a Lake Powell trip. Every year, my fraternity that I was in, we went down to Lake Powell with a bunch of people. We got a bunch of girls, a bunch of guys, and just had a good time. And uh, I didn't know anyone going down. My best friend was just like, hey, okay, obviously I knew her because she invited me. But she's like, come down with me. And it's a bunch of like random boys and you should come. So You're like, Lake Powell, I, random I, boys. I, 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 <laughs> and I was just like, okay. So I came not knowing anything or anybody. Which this was the purpose of the whole trip, right? Obviously. Is to yeah. get guys and girls together and, mm-hmm. and, and hook up. So that was. And come home with a nice tan. Yeah, that's the goal, <laughs> yeah. goal of everything. So I drove down. Set, we obviously, we drove down separately. I got down there probably two in the morning. And uh, this is the side of the story that I tell, but Natalie doesn't agree with me on this. But <laughs> I got down there and there, I set up my tent or I set up my sleeping bag and I was going to sleep. And there was this tent full of girls that just kept chattering and talking and laughing and giggling. That part's true. And I started throwing rocks at them, telling them to like be quiet. And uh, that's very mature of you. Yeah, very mature. <laughs> and so I started throwing rocks at them, whatever. And finally, they, we all made it to sleep. We got quiet. We all, we all went to bed. And then the next morning I woke up and I got like water dumped on my face as I'm laying in my sleeping bag. Um, I didn't have a tent or anything like that. I'm laying in the sleeping bag and water gets dumped on my face. And I look up and there's these three girls standing over the top of me. 
and it was Natalie and three, two of her friends. And Which, that, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> but I do, so it's part of the story. But regardless, that's when we, that was the first time we met, and he was, like, super outgoing and friendly, but the first thing, when we, I think we just instantly, like, friend-zoned each other, because I was... He was too short for me, and he said I was way too high maintenance for him. So that's kind of where it all kind of started, and we just, like, clicked and just became, like, the best friends. I think I remember I got sick on that trip, and he was, like, here, and he, like, brought me into, like, his air-conditioned car and brought me Advil and water and just sat there and, like, hung out and talked to me. And he always said, like, in the back of my mind, I was, like, why am I sitting and talking to this girl? She's so not my type. Like, why am I taking care of her? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're wasting prime. picture that you posted on Instagram for your like 10 year of knowing each other wasn't that just barely yeah yeah and you guys look so young and and Nate had an awesome haircut going on (laughs) (laughs) okay so you guys are friends how long were you friends before you transitioned into dating so that's kind of a long process but we we were really good friends. I think it was two years after we met that I decided we were just best friends, hung out all the time. Everyone always thought we were dating, but we never were. And then I decided to go on a mission, which is where I met you. Yeah. Um, and so it was 2009 I left my mission. So we've known each other for about two years. And it was just strictly friendship, like, up until that point. We had some, we had some late night cuddle sessions. Where he tried. <laughs> Everyone always thought we like made out all the time, just and we were like, we're no. like friends with benefits. But like, yeah, no, no, there was no because benefits. we hung out all the time. Like, <laughs> there were no benefits. No benefits. Yeah, you brought me flowers. <laughs> I, I, she got. He was the best. Like, it was my birthday one year, and he showed up at my work with flowers. We were just friends, and he was like, "I know you're not dating anyone right now, but every girl deserves to get flowers on their birthday." Like. So cute. That is cute. Go neat. And the only thing that I got out of it was not being able to date other girls while we were friends because they all thought that I was dating her. Mm, and they would get jealous. And they would get jealous. I still dated plenty. <laughs> but all the girls thought I was dating her. And so... Which then, because then I went on a mission, he was super stoked when I left because he said I was, like, hindering his dating life. True. So he... When I left, he did not write me for the first, like, three, four months. Didn't hear a peep from him. Nothing. And while she was gone, I dated more girls in that, like, year and a half span (laughs) than I dated the entire previous, like, two years. (laughs) We knew each other. So clearly there was something. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of where it all, like, shifted was when I was on the mission. And we started about four months into it. He started writing me. And we wrote back and forth, like, every week, pretty much. And I remember when when you were talking, yeah, you would talk about him, but, but people would be like, oh, what did you do? And you're like, no, he's just my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the sisters were like, oh, my gosh, you, like, love him? Are you going to marry him? And I was like, no. No. <laughs> of course not. Never. Maybe. Actually, I never even called him Nate at that point. It was just Sato. 
which is your last name. I usually distinguish which girls were interested in me from like a relationship standpoint or just friends. If they were girls that I would date, they typically would call me Nate. But yeah. if they were girls that were just friends or friend zone, then I was just Sato because that's what everybody else called me. He was just Sato. And I was just Sato. <laughs> Anyways, but I think it was towards like the end-ish of my mission where things kind of, like obviously when you're writing somebody, you're sharing more of an emotional side of yourself, a more vulnerable like side, you're sharing like spiritual things. And we just kind of got closer emotionally through writing back and forth, but it was towards the end of my mission. I remember it was my birthday in December and I came home in March. So that's kind of the time frame. And for my birthday, he wrote me his 25 or something favorite memories of the two of us. I was going to bring it because I still have it, darn it, but I didn't. Um, and he went into detail of like his top, like 25 favorite memories with us over the last few years. And at the end of it, he was just like, man, reading out all of these, like makes me feel like we dated and how great of our relationship we have. And I started to like get the feels when I like read this letter. <laughs> the feels. We have such a good relationship. Like I like care about him so much. And so then for Christmas that year, I decided to do the same thing back to him and write him my top 25 favorite memories of us. And as I was writing it again, felt like all these like weird, like, and obviously I had been out for a really long yeah. time. So clearly I think you love anyone at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't writing anybody else. No, I'm just kidding. I totally felt it because. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. So when you get this letter of 25 things, are you like, wow? Well, no, well, because at funny. the time I was actually dating somebody else. Yeah, girlfriend. Oh. And we've been dating for probably six or seven months at that point and we were pretty serious i thought we were pretty serious um and so i was writing that again strictly as friends these are just friend moments that mm-hmm. i enjoyed he was a really my... bad boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> he was just my friend he'd always been my friend so it wasn't like there was anything super weird about it except at the end when i was like wow it kind of feels like all the time we were dating and i did kind of feel a little guilty afterwards i was like man like I'm writing to this girl that I'm, I'm dating, but I'm, from, you know, I'm dating somebody home. Um, but then probably two or three weeks after the new year, maybe two weeks, uh, my girlfriend broke up with me and that was rough. And I, I think that I actually got a letter. That was the letter. And, uh, I got that letter from her in the mail the day that my girlfriend broke up with me. And it was super Mm, weird. Yeah. I kind of thought to myself, that's a very random you know, for that to happen, maybe tender mercies. Yeah. So that's kind of when I think for me, I was like, are we more than friends? Like, is there something there? And then I got home and it was awkward kind of. And we were in that phase of like, are we just friends? Are we a little more? And it was like that awkwardness of like a month until he finally decided to kiss me. And and that's a story all of itself Which because we, yeah. I kissed her. <laughs> and I was giving him all the signs to kiss me too. I really was. Because I was like, oh, I wonder if I like look it. I wonder mm-hmm. if we should kiss. It's like scratching his arm. <laughs> doing, the doing all the moves. All the signs were there. And so I was like, fine, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to kiss her. And then I freaked out. <laughs> I started, yeah, she started pounding her forehead. And, and you're like, you were giving me the signs. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to leave. And you were like, yeah. And then I was like, we probably shouldn't talk for like a week or something. <laughs> and then I don't know why I said that. Like, and then the next time we hung out, I kissed him. And he was like, okay. Anyway, so then we dated after that for quite a while so 
And then, but didn't that not progress? Clearly. Okay. <laughs> that, from, from that point now, it's like this epic on and off again. Way too long. I think of we a broke story. up like 10 times. Probably. I was trying to count today. I lost track of yeah. how many times. And it was me every time. He never broke up with me. I always broke up with him. Okay. So were you breaking up because he's shorter than you or? At the time, so when I came home for my mission, I had never lived away from home. I had never, like, done a lot of mm-hmm. those experiences. And I really wanted to have those experiences of, like, living with roommates and kind of being on my own and growing up a little bit. <clears throat> so a little bit that and a little, like, I, to be honest, like, Nate wasn't the picture, like, the person I pictured myself ending up with only because of one stupid reason, you know? And so I kept kind of pushing that away, but I don't think that was the only thing. He'll, he'll say, if I was six inches taller, you would have married me right away, which I fought back with the, like, the response of, yeah, but I don't think we would have gotten as close as we had if you had been six inches taller because we had that buffer of, like, just the friend zone. So, anyway, so we broke up a lot. I kind of did my own thing, and he was always just kind of, like, there to take me back. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> we should meet again. I don't know if I was just dumb or desperate. <laughs> so we got back together and broke up a lot. But the reason, like, I, I'm going to just side here with you, Nate, for a second, because when you're saying, we broke up all these times and he always took me back. But the fact is, you're a babe and you're fun and you're, like, just well-rounded, so I can see why. Yeah, yeah. It was I, I get it. <laughs> There's no reason not to take her back other than she kept breaking up with me. There was always this glimmer of hope that was... He always would tell me, like, I know we're going to end up together. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, you're crazy. (laughs) There was just too much. Like, we had gotten to a point where we were so close and there was such a connection. There was always... There were always feelings there. Every time we got back together, every time we broke up, I knew she didn't really want to break up because she didn't like me. me She didn't want to be with me. It was something else and I knew there was always something else that was kind of pulling her back and so every time I just kind of figured okay maybe she's figured it out this time maybe she's realized that this is right this is what is meant to be or yeah this is what should be because we have such a great relationship and our our friendship is so great and we have this deeper love for each other than just you know anything you know physical or visual or anything like that like yeah. we had a connection that um, I think both of us knew from probably that first Day weekend, one, yeah, that first weekend like in like Pal, that mm-hmm. we just had this connection where we were such good friends and we were so easy to, you know, easy to talk to each other and, and easy to, um, relate and, and we were supportive of each other. She helped me in so many ways. I was able to help her in so many ways and not just, you know, from a relationship standpoint, but just in everyday life scenarios. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, she was the person that I could call. For dating advice, often <laughs> she would give it to me. And He'd call me that girl and he'd be like, dude, you just need to man up and kiss her. Just kiss her. Like, stop being... And he'd be like, okay. And he's like, well, I kissed her. And I'm like, how was it? Like, it really was easy for us to even talk about, like, that kind of stuff. Like, it was just, again, we were very supportive of one another from day one. So, so I, knew, he, I, mean, I knew he wasn't that. just, like, desperate. Yeah. We had... No, we that's had, why I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. There was something there, and... I think for me, it was just a matter of time of when is she going to finally get this? Because clearly she kept coming back, mm-hmm. uh, you know, say that just, you know, half-handedly, but she, there was obviously something enough there that she wanted 
to come back and have that feeling or, you know, yeah. to, to, to have that. Yeah. This is why I love your guys' story is that a lot of times people think, oh, this isn't the picture perfect, what I have in my mind. Mm -hmm. And like what Nate, you said, if I was six inches taller, you would have married me right then, you know? And and sometimes you feel this connection with someone, but you're like, oh, no, like all these checklist things aren't there. Yeah, it's like aren't there. this list of everything we want in somebody. And even though he had like 90% <laughs> of the things that I wanted, this one thing was somehow bigger than all of that. I don't know. I, I just like, you're never going to find somebody that has everything, but somehow we don't figure that out. And when we're in it sometimes, and we get hung up on the little dumb things. I don't know. Is that maybe what you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like you said, you have that picture, what you envision for me, like all the things that were important to me, she had those. And he did too. She had he those honestly qualities. had everything. Things that had to transpire for us to get to this point, you know, you have to realize what you have, and and mm -hmm. and it took me, it took like we like you said, it took me a while. He honestly, I feel like you're gonna ask like what changed, mm -hmm. what made you finally. Think you read out. my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um. So clearly, all the times we had like broken up, he hadn't really. I don't know what he was doing in the downtime because he's not very like vocal on social media where I am and I dated quite a few people in between when we broke up and, and things like that and he always saw that and knew what was going on but it wasn't until the last time we broke up he started dating someone and was like vocal about it and I freaked out like it was the worst like and they got you guys were like you got pretty serious but it wasn't just like a fling Wait, so you were vocal about it on social media? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I posted a picture of us together. Oh. As about the, as, as <laughs> and, okay, well, and you had told me about it, too, before we broke up. You're like, yeah, this new girl moved into my ward. And I don't know why you told me about her. Probably because you were breaking up. <laughs> you you could, like, like, tell when she was oh, going to break up. This girl that moved into my ward. Why would you tell Why? Yeah, I don't know why you told me about her. That's weird. <laughs> Obviously, it works though. Well, no, no, no. That, at that point, it didn't. Oh, okay. He posted a picture of the two of them, and I like died. Like, literally died. I had no idea you could feel like that jealous, that upset. Like, I literally turned into a crazy person, and I was like, you know, you can only love me. <laughs> like, it was like territorial. Like, we'd been through so much. Like, how could he like someone else? And I'd never seen him do that before, which <laughs> I just don't, I like literally went crazy. Um, and I had to just break them up. <laughs> but it's so funny because like, as I was feeling all these like crazy feelings, I like went to all my friends and they were all like so protective of me. And they were like, you cannot go talk to him or do anything unless you know that like, you're going to marry him because it's not fair for you to go and keep doing this to him and then not be like fully in. So they were all like, don't you dare like, go <laughs> be crazy and break this up or do anything unless you're like a hundred percent sure. So I really had to like take a minute and like, I went to the temple a lot and I talked to my closest friends and I really just like, was like, yeah, like I have to like sabotage this every ounce. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
I will, she, oh, and she says she sabotaged, which she did, but there was a, there is a little caveat of that, and that is that the girl that I was dating actually moved away. Whether she was here or not, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> she would have done the same thing, but it made it a little easier for her to sabotage the relationship. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So we... It was the beginning of the Utah football season, which is a huge deal for me. And he loves football, and I knew he'd be at the game. And I had tickets to the game, too. And so I had texted him and was like, hey, can we meet up at halftime? And he was like, why? <laughs> and I was like, Wait, really so are you at the game with this girlfriend? No. Okay. She, she had just, she had just like, okay. a couple so days before, but they were going to try long distance. Like, really? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, we met up at halftime, and I was just, it was like that awkward, like, hey, how are you? Because I don't remember, like, how it all started, like. In moments like this, whenever we would get back together, I usually tried to let her do the talking thing. I just had to let her kind of work her feelings up to the point where she would actually say something. I'm really bad at it. So she would never really just come out and say, hey, this is how I feel, we would dance around. around we would dance around and, and beat around the bush like, hey, forever until everything <laughs> actually came out. So I just kind of I, I don't even remember what the conversation was, but I don't either. But all I remember is saying to him at that point was it was something along the lines of Well, you asked me who this girl I was dating. Yeah, I was like, who's this girl that you're dating? How did you meet her? All this stuff, and then it somehow escalated to the fact that. I asked him, well, do you love her? And he was like, well, I don't, I don't know. Like, and I'm like, well, do you tell her like you love her? And he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, you love her? And I just like started to like cry. And I'm like, but yeah, like I love you. Like we're supposed to be together. Like, I'm sorry. And then it just all just like word vomited out. And I was just like, we're supposed to be together. Like I want to be with you. And he was like, I've heard this before and I'm like no but this is real this time like I'm dead serious and so I went off and then I made him come to my house later that night so we could talk more about it because the game was starting and clearly you missed part of the third quarter we didn't uh, so after that we I had to prove myself that I was like in it to win it and he then broke up with her. Wait, wait, wait. So how did you prove yourself? I don't know. I shouldn't go. I don't know. We I had just, a lot of, co- we we had had a lot of we conversations. Talked a lot. We talked a lot. Um, we went on drives and talked. We made sure that nothing physical happened because that always gets in the way. So it was just like, you can't like anything. And so we just talked for quite a while before anything really happened. Yeah, it was we about like two, it was probably three weeks or so before and and during that time, I think I, I remember we were we were on a drive up, I think Little Conway Canyon, and uh, we pulled over and we were just sitting in the car and and talking to her. And I said, you know, if this is real, if this is if we're gonna do this, like we are getting married. We're not just gonna. Date. We're not just gonna date. Like this is we. This is a permanent thing, and we're we're moving forward in this with marriage, not just dating. Not just being boyfriend girlfriend together. Like this is it. We're together. We're married. And if you can do that, if you want to do that, because that's still like even after all of the back and forth and up and down and breaking up, on and off again, you know, stuff that she put us put me through. 
Like, she was still the one that I wanted to marry. She was mm-hmm. still the one that I wanted to be with. And so, it, when I was, you know, that's, I said that to her. Was, this is marriage or we're not doing this. And that, and again, that was before we, we didn't kiss again. We hadn't, because that was probably some of our problem in the past is we, we would get back together and jump into, you know, a physical making out a relationship. And it was, you know, probably got complicated and, you know, complicated things a little bit. And so this was uh, very straightforward. Of, you know, we're doing this as a commitment to each other, not, not anything else. And at the time when he like said that, I can't sit here and say like, yeah, I knew at that time, like a hundred percent we, that I was ready to commit to marriage. Cause I still had anxieties about it. I still had like, I was still scared about commitment and marriage and if it was the right thing, but I knew how awful I felt without him. And so even though at that moment I wasn't in my head saying, yeah, we're absolutely going to get married. I It's like, I knew it would happen, but I wasn't ready to say it, but I also knew how miserable I was without him. And that was kind of like my key to move forward, even though I was still scared to death of like commitment and moving forward and having all of that come together. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. I still just was still so hesitant, but I knew I didn't want to lose him. Yeah. So it was, it was, it wasn't like he gave me an ultimatum and I was like, okay, yeah, let's get married. Cause that wasn't the case. Like I understand. I mean, it kind of wasn't, an ultimatum. <laughs> but in all reality, like I knew that that's, she still had a choice at that. Point. I still had mm-hmm. a choice and I knew how miserable I was without him. So I knew I needed to move forward and we moved forward and everything just kind of progressed. And there was a lot of kind of, uh, smoothing over to do with families. I had really hurt his family and hurt him and they had become protective of him. And so we really had to like, which I can really imagine yeah. like yeah. <laughs> having so, an To be honest, like for the lot, for the, for the longest time, probably the, the last two years of our on again, off again relationship, we didn't get people. Involved. We didn't get families we didn't, involved, like, we didn't get friends involved. It was, it was just too complicated. Yeah. yeah. It was a little bit of a secretive relationship, uh-huh. which, which, which probably, probably made it worse. Probably made it worse, but we, I mean, we made up excuses to, go up to like Ogden. We would go like out of town. We would go out of town to like beat it We'd go drive up to Park City to have dinner. We didn't want him to run into anybody because we didn't want to get anybody else involved until we knew what we were doing, which made it easier to date and break up if nobody was involved, which was probably not the greatest. But at the same time, I think that it's good when you just own your own decision and you don't take. Because like you said, you guys have been on again and off again. And you had everyone probably had their own point of view on it. And every time you started dating, you got all these opinions. And sometimes it's nice to just be like, okay, we're just doing, focusing on us and working out. (laughs) I think, and so at that point, it was really like, okay, we need to get my family on board. We need to get your family on board. We need to give it some time to kind of. I needed to prove myself to his family that I was like in it and I wasn't going to hurt him anymore. And yeah, so we didn't just come right out and be like, Hey, we're back together and we're getting married, mm-hmm. which we probably were ready to get married and engaged yeah. really fast. But we kind of, that we think we got back together in like August, September, September. Yeah. And we didn't get engaged until December. Yeah. December. So it's like your family knew, but then I remember even seeing that you guys were engaged and I was like, whoa, that's awesome, you know, because yeah. I bet a lot of people, did you even post it really on social media very much that I you guys were dating? I posted like one or two pictures of us like together before we got engaged. Uh-huh. So it was kind of like... The pre... Easy, yeah. Easing the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just like 
allowing us to enjoy dating a little bit. Like we went to Disneyland when we were dating and I think we went on a trip to Arizona. We went on a trip to Arizona with some friends. So we did some things that allowed people to know that we were dating and we let all of our friends and family know before we got engaged. But I think it was surprising to a few people that we got engaged so fast, but they obviously didn't know like everything we've been through for the last two years. So We've been talking about marriage and you're proving yourself to each other's family. So, Nate, how did you propose? I also made it very clear to him that he did not propose to me until after the holidays. Mm-hmm. Why was that? I don't know. I don't think he wanted to deal with all of the, like, commotion of other family and extended family. And, uh, like, I don't know, but I was like, you just cannot propose to me until after the holidays are over. So, to be honest, I was not expecting it for a while. Yeah. So we, she, she knew we were going to get married. Obviously, one of the cool things about our our uh, our proposal, our engagement, I guess, is that the the diamond that I gave to her in the in the ring was actually something that my grandpa uh, gave to me as a like, whole family heirloom type of thing. Oh, that's very cool. Gold, and then traded the gold for a diamond, and that was the diamond that I gave to her. So it's kind of a cool little. Family, uh, so I got family. to go pick out which diamond I wanted. So I knew that like the process had started because I had picked my diamond, but he still had to go get a ring all made mm-hmm. around it. So it was, uh, I'd gotten the ring back on like the day before New Year's Eve. And I don't know why, but I just, it was like, let's just do this. Let's just. I hate New Year's Eve. I hate it too. She yeah. Knows. It's the worst holiday. It's because there's expectations. I'm like, if I don't want to stay up till midnight, I am not going to have a holiday say I have to. It's fun, big party. And like, it always turns out to be fun, but I think the buildup of like, mm-hmm. you know, New Year's yeah. I just hate it. Yeah. So I was like, you have to be in charge of New Year's. I don't want to deal with it. And I know, and knowing that, I was like, but I'm, I'm going to propose on New Year's Eve because I'm going to make. And change the script of I hate New Year's to the day that we can always remember and look back on. Yeah, be excited about. Which also, my pipes froze that week, so I hadn't washed my hair in like seven days, and I was <laughs> really bugged about it. So, uh, as far as the proposal, I I had no idea what to do, and, and um, I didn't want to do something. You know, just at a at a restaurant or anything like that. And it's cold outside, so it's hard to do. Hard to please. It's hard to <laughs> hard to do something outside. But um, but we had a song that we really liked and was kind of our. It's kind of our song. It's called Arms by Christina Perry, and uh, her brother is in a band. And I had just seen them perform a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, it would have been so sweet if I could have had them perform the song. And then I could have proposed at the concert or something like that. And then I thought, well, I'm just going to have her brother perform the song anyway. So I called up her brother and said, hey, can you learn this song on the guitar? It's pretty easy. He actually got one of his other bandmates to participate with him. And so two of them uh, learned the song. And I thought, okay, now I need to see a place to do it. And for some reason, we had talked about the Draper tree, the tree of life. You know, it's covered in lights. It's really pretty. And uh, I just thought that would be, we talked about going so many times, like, let's go see the tree and, you know, see the lights. So I thought, I'll do it there. I got her uh, her brother to go and set up, you know, his little band set up. And I think his his wife got some roses and, and sprinkled them all over, some candles and, and put them all up. And so I just uh, told her that we were going to go see the lights before we went to a friend's house, get some hot chocolate, go see the lights before we went to a friend's house to play games for New Year's Eve and uh, went to the the park and we started walking out and and she made the comment, oh, 
It was, oh, look, someone's playing the guitar and there's candles. That looks so cute. I had no clue. She had no idea. And as we got closer, she was like, is that my brother? What are you doing? And she just kind of lost it. <laughs> didn't know what was going on. And I pulled her over and got down on one knee and asked her to marry me. So. Yeah, it was the sweetest. He did a really good job. Yeah, that sounds super cute. And I love that this uh, this was eight years in the making, right? You guys have yeah. been friends. We met eight years before we got married. So yeah, eight, yeah. Which, yeah, eight. eight years. And so uh, during that time, you guys had so many experiences, so many times on and off again, and then you proposed. Yeah, and I think that even though it was so long and drawn out, I think we both needed maybe not eight years of it but I think that we both needed time to learn things for ourselves for each other and kind of I needed to learn to be a little bit more independent and kind of doing things on my own and he was learning things and getting more established and you know getting into jobs and getting to where he needed to be and learn what he needed to do and I needed to grow up a little bit so you can say looking back that it all happened when it was supposed to happen, but I mean, it sucked sometimes during it and it wasn't easy and it was hard on both of us, but I think we both learned a lot and we came together at a good time and it worked out. So I apologize to him all the time for putting him through <laughs> all the things I put him through, but at the same time, I think it taught him things and I think it taught me things and so it all worked out. Well, and just like what you're talking about with communication styles, like how you knew every time that it took her a while to express herself and you would just sit there. And yeah, we still go through that. Like, I can tell that there's something bothering her and she says she's fine and I have to like just kind of work it out of her before she will tell me what's going on. So yeah, you learn a lot about somebody. And that, I think that's one of the, the best things about our dating for an extended period of time. And I think it's good for you know other people. Clearly, People date a short period of time and get married and are married for 50 years, 60 years, mm-hmm. however long. No matter what, you figure it out. Yeah, you figure it out, but we, I think we learned a lot about each other, a lot about how we communicate and about, um, you know, just about our, our, how, how we love each other and that, that time that we were able to develop that relationship made it so deep that, you know, once we got married and everybody knows marriage is hard and, and you go through changes and getting married at older is, I think more difficult than sometimes than getting married younger because you're so set in your ways of what you're doing and who you are as a person that, uh, you know, those challenges still came to us. And, and, but because we had our relationship so deep that we were able to like work through those problems that we had or, you know, whatever hiccups came in the way. So it was good. Yeah, I, you guys, I really, I love your relationship and I love stalking you on Instagram because every time I see a picture, I'm like, they're just so cute. Like, you guys just look so happy and being with you in real life. I'm like, you guys really are happy. It's not one of those. We are. We have our days. Days are hard. But deep down, like, I couldn't be happier with who I chose to end up with. And it's so funny because I think that you, I looked at what my holdups were and they were so silly. You know, it's like we have this idea of what you're supposed to marry or what you're going to end up with or things like that. And Nate literally had everything that I wanted, everything. And I let, you know, commitment scare me. And I let something so silly as maybe this, you know, wasn't maybe it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be hold up and how I could have easily missed out on the best thing that has ever happened to me because of something so shallow. And I think that 
people have those problems. Like, it's just this, we live in a vain world. We live in a world where it's standard for the guy to be taller than the girl. And, and we, we get looked at sometimes and people say things to us and you guys have people say things. Yeah. Yeah, People have said things. I catch people looking at us all the time. (laughs) Like we were walking in the, I think it was Hobby Lobby or something like that a week ago. And there was this group of girls came out, coming out of the, of the store. They were probably, you know, teenage, young college age. And as we were walking in, I just saw them both looking, you know, the three of them looked back and forth at us like multiple times and kind of turned to talk to each other. And I was like, I'm sure they're just like, what is this tall girl to do with this short guy? And it's not like there's just like an inch between us, you know, like there's a significant height difference. And I think that that's weird for some people, but I think that we both own it and it's made me more confident as a person, to be honest. Like I've always kind of dealt with confidence issues and things like that but it's made me like dig deep and be more confident and realize that like I love my height I love his height I love who we are together I love our relationship and I can't let something that silly stand in the way of my happiness and I have to not care what other people think and I don't like at all and it's funny like yeah people do look at us people have said things in the past and said little things but I don't care anymore <laughs> <laughs> no i i just think that's so great like what you're saying something so little something so worldly of height to let it get in the way of your happiness because it's so true and dating is so hard and i think that that sometimes too these dumb things are in a way of like oh yeah check move to the next person you know grass is always greener but but yeah. How many scenarios there are out there? You know, we're tall, tall, short, but you can be, you know, fat, skinny, different ethnicities, you know, wealthy, you know, poor, or, you know, different social class, or different education, or different jobs, or, you know, your wife could make more money than you or have a better career. And so there's, so, I think there's just so many scenarios out there where there is a hang-up that is not does not have anything to do with the relationship that you have with that person. You can be the best of friends. You can have the most you know dynamic relationship. And if you let something like height or wealth or physical appearance or anything get in the way of that, you potentially miss out on something that is so great. You obviously want to be attracted to the person. <laughs> That's very important. But at the same time, like that. I mean, you get to know someone and they become more beautiful to you, you know, and not to say there wasn't an initial attraction with us because I'm sure there was. Yeah, I, she's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what you're supposed to say. And you're so pretty, too. You're welcome. Um, handsome. <laughs> but I think that because we first met each other, whether there was an initial attraction there or not, we both friends owned each other for sure. And, I mean, it worked out in our favor, but just, you know, keep your options, keep your options open. open and you just never know where you're going to find it. And don't just pass somebody by because they're not exactly everything that you have written down on your list. And if I had everything written down on my list from when I was 12, I'd be married to Justin Timberlake. So <laughs> that was a mistake. But he's still on the list, actually. But it's like, you know, you end up with the person who makes you happy, makes you feel confident and beautiful and loves you in spite of your flaws. And he does. Like, he turns 
my flaws into strengths by strengthening me. And I'm so grateful for like him and for his love for me. And I hope that I do the same for him. And I think that we really strengthen each other and together we make a pretty good team. Most of the time. <laughs> I feel like you're just reading my mind because I was going to ask your advice and you just, just shared that of keep your options open and then I was going to ask what you guys liked about each other and yeah. yeah and one thing that I really liked was how you said that because of the height difference like you're more confident I am yeah definitely because I have to own it like I can't you know, be insecure about it or be like, well, it's just kind of weird. Like, no, I own it. I love it. And from the minute I got, we got engaged, I never had one doubt, you know, which is so funny because I had so many doubts leading up until that point. But the minute that I said yes to him, like, it was just like, let's move forward. And I've never doubted it again since. And I think that people remember us more because we're different. Like, and people are like, oh, yeah, that couple, like, it's all blonde. And then, you know, it's like, we're really recognizable. And it makes us different and unique. And you have to own that because you can't just be self-conscious about a decision that you've chosen. If you decide to move forward with something, whether you... You don't need people's approval. You don't need, you know, other people to think a certain way or tell you. Though, it's not like people disapprove of our relationship. Like, everyone always knew that we'd be great together. You know, my friends would say, like, he's the best thing for you. And for you to walk away is just stupid. And it just took me a while to figure that out. But it's like, you don't need people's approval. If you love that person, no matter what it is that's maybe different or whatever, people will approve if you're happy. I love that. And I loved how your friends were Team Nate. They're like... They were, they were so... I remember they were like, don't you dare. Go tell him unless you need it. And I don't care. Because we didn't have to do that to her multiple times. And she's like, don't. She was so like, don't. Uh-uh. No. I had a lot of support on my side. <laughs> I don't think anybody was ever on my side. I know, but... You were breaking his heart over and over. so rude. But look, you're, you're so nice now. I, have a I know, I was going to talk about you. Your guys' daughter is adorable. Yeah, she's so fun. Yeah, we got, we literally got pregnant three weeks after we got married. I you know, think that, nine months and nine days afterwards. So. Oh, good thing you have the nine days. But literally, nine months and nine days after we got married, we had a little girl. And I think and that's another thing that just goes to like the timing of it all. Seriously. Like, it was meant to happen for us to get married when it, when we did, and we were ready to have this little girl I mean, come into our lives. She was just, was just, she was just, heaven, just waiting for me to get my ass together. <laughs> 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 as crazy as that was to have like being pregnant the first year of our marriage, her being in our family now is the best thing that we could have asked for because. You know, just she brings such a different dynamic to our home, and, and she just is the cutest thing. And we, and I think it brings us closer because we have, you know, this little this little person that is is ours together, and 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 uh, we have this connection with her, and and it's just great. I think that ending up with him and and being able to have her has just like made my whole world, you know. And like she, like he said, it was a crazy first year of marriage, and to be able to find out you're pregnant six weeks after you get married, and then having to adjust with all the hormones and adjusting to marriage and everything, it was just crazy. But I couldn't imagine like a more 
a better end. I mean, I guess it's not the end. I'm going to have more, but a better end to like our story and a better, like, I don't know. It just kind of all happened when it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The next chapter. Yeah. Being able to like see that it does work. It does. You know, when you find the right person, it's hard. There were so many times, like I get, we got married older, you know, I was 20, 27, 30. And it's like, we've gone through a lot of stuff and you see there's like Nate said, there's pros and cons to getting married older and there's pros and cons to getting married younger. And it's hard, but like, it's hard. You go on a bad date and it's bad date after bad date or something like that. And it's just like, we want to know that there's like hope out there. You know, a lot of my best friends are still single and I hear the struggles that they're going through. And, and it's hard because I feel like, especially now, I feel like there's so many options that nobody commits to anything. And I think that that's the problem. And I think that I started seeing that towards the end too, was it was just like, I had so many options. There were so many options with dating apps and different things like that, that you just don't see people commit much anymore. I mean, I don't know now, but that's how it was. At least that's how I was feeling toward the end. But No, it's so true. So this is a confession. But the other day I was thinking that same thing because, you know, in singles wards, there's like those five people that everyone wants to date, but those yeah. five people don't want to date everyone, you know? Right. And, and, but everyone gets hung up on them. And I went through like Instagram and I was looking at my friends and I really like, I screenshotted a bunch of people's pictures and your guys' was one of them of just people that like, they are just happy, you know? And, and when they're a couple, they're just like, so they're so beautiful as a couple, you know? And so it just was that reminder of that really with the options and no one wants to commit that there's something beautiful in, in committing. So thank you. So but did you guys have anything else you want to add? Any stories that you want to share? Oh yeah. A thousand stories. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like they're appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't really think of anything else to add to the story. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much our story. Well, thanks guys so much for sharing your story. And remember guys to put on your shoes, do your best, and believe in the impossible. All my dreams are coming. All my dreams are humming. All my dreams are coming true. Thanks again for pushing play and listening to this episode. If you want more information about today's guest, head over to www.notablepeeps.com.